So this was around seven years ago when this happened, and I never felt like doing anything about it or even talking about this experience. But I just wanted to explain my story so that others may get how dangerous it can be to meet people from online. So I was meeting with this guy from an application from OkCupid or Tinder, but I highly doubt it was Tinder. The guy looked pretty normal from their profile, really just an average guy. I'm a curvy 21-year-old female at the time. The place that I'm originally from was a really small town, so even to meet people was pretty hard for me. I'm not really much of a social person, so this is just how I met people, and I would do this all the time. So, I mean, what could really go wrong? Anyways, we had a few texts that went back and forth. Then we exchanged numbers. They had told me to meet them at the house that they're currently renting. This was probably during about 1pm or noon, so I didn't really think anything of it since it was in the middle of the day. The only thing is the place was in a secluded small town where I'm pretty sure pretty much everyone was at work. I walked up to the place that they told me to go to after parking on the street in front of it. It just looked like a small house, nothing too creepy looking. I walk up to the house and I didn't even have to knock, this guy then came right out of the house. He didn't invite me in and then when I stepped inside it was looking to be a house that was mostly abandoned for like storage reasons or something. This probably should have been a red flag since everything was covered by cloth except for the airbed. They basically knew I was uncomfortable and they told me we could take a walk if I wanted to. Now we just walked around the neighborhood but it was mostly a really dead one. There was a baseball field there and we pretty much just sat there not even really talking that much. We were just standing there and then out of nowhere he then starts forcing me on the ground. I try to fight him because I thought I would be stronger, but I'm still a weak person, and he's pulling my pants down now. I wanted to scream. I managed to get loose from him though, and I ran out of the baseball field while pulling up my pants. I ran for my car, got inside, then peeled out of there. Luckily, the guy didn't follow me. I never ended up reporting this because I was just so shaken up about it. I'm a pretty stupid person and I drove back there and there were people in the front of his house. They looked so shady and creepy to me and I had asked if they heard of the guy that lives there. That's when they told me that they've never heard of him and no one's even living there. Then the same two guys try and get close to me and try to get me out of my car, but I just drove off. I honestly don't really know why I wanted to drive back there in the first place. I guess I just wanted confirmation on what actually happened. I did report the online profile, but it was like this guy was a ghost or something, because no one even knew him and I couldn't find him anywhere else. Like many others have said before me, just really be careful of the people you meet and always meet in public places. You'll thank me later. This happened during the summer of 2001. I just completed my sophomore year of college, so I created a profile on Yahoo Personals. I replied to some ads and I then got to chatting with some young ladies. However, some of the conversations died down and I didn't really hear anything further and I figured they found someone else or just lost interest. One of the ads I responded to really stood out to me. Her username was Virgin Girl with some really odd numbers after it. We lived about two hours away from each other. She seemed to take a real interest in me, 
telling me how I sounded different from all of the other guys she's met and how she really wants to get to know me better. We began emailing each other and chatting on Yahoo Messenger pretty regularly. However, she seemed to like to talk about sex a lot, telling me about some of her experiences, and it didn't really feel like she was that into getting to know each other first. It's not that I didn't want to get intimate with her, but I mean, we hadn't even met yet, and this topic just seemed to come up way too early on. To be honest, it actually made me kind of uncomfortable, but I just went along with it for the time being. We exchanged a few photos via email, and she seemed to really like mine. However, the one that she sent me, it looked like an old photo. Then there was an attachment she sent to me that my virus protection picked up as a virus. Needless to say, I didn't open it. I did, however, mention it to her, but she didn't even say anything about it. That should have been my first red flag. Her and I got into talking about a couple of things we liked of more of a sexual nature. We had also talked about meeting. She had mentioned about a male friend of hers who had actually passed my town pretty regularly and meeting up with him to engage in some type of sexual activity and get a feel for me. Now this was really a red flag. Why did I have to meet up with some guy to get to her? What exactly did he plan on doing with me or to me? Something just sounded really odd with this. I told her I wasn't into that and I'm definitely not comfortable with it. She then told me it was okay and she asked if I would meet him at a local Walmart and that he would bring a pair of her panties to me. I said that I would with no actual intention of doing this, so this was just getting so weird and I was really starting to lose interest at this point. It was now August and the day afterwards I was to meet this dude at the Walmart. I told her I wasn't into this. We had chatted for a bit and we agreed to just be chatting buddies on Messenger. However, I just ended up blocking her shortly after, and I never heard from her again after that. I'm really glad that I never gave her my phone number or my address. I also hate to think of what would have happened if I would have met up with her friend at Walmart. What I found so strange was that when I tried doing a search using her name, nothing came up. So I really don't even know who I was chatting with. Fortunately, a few months later, I did meet someone else over at Yahoo Personals, and we actually ended up getting married. So some good things really can come out of online dating sites, but a little word of caution to all. When in doubt, always go with your gut. This is hands down one of the creepiest experiences of my life and probably the most in danger I ever was, even though I didn't realize it at the time. I'm a 19 year old female. I live outside of a medium sized Virginian city. Even though we're only about 40 minutes away from a decently sized city, our area is still very rural and unpopulated. I had been in community college during the time working toward a nursing degree. Like most young women who hadn't found a good boyfriend or husband yet, I turned to internet dating apps. I was a bit hesitant about doing so, but I really wasn't in the partying scene and there weren't any guys that I already knew who I was interested in, so Tinder just seemed like the logical option. At first, I didn't have very much luck. It was pretty bad. The first month I was on there, I got nothing but invitations to one-night stands and creepy guys asking to do all kinds of horrible things. There were a few guys that tried to act smooth, but it was very obvious that they were only interested in getting me in their bed. The only positive thing to come out of it all, up at that point, was that I had made $50 selling pictures of my feet. Joke all you want, but $50 is 
At a certain point, I realized that I either needed to lower my expectations or find another place to find dates. I decided to give one of the less perverted guys on there a try. He didn't wow me very much, but he seemed like he was a nice guy. He told me that he had a job, came from a nice family, and finished college. We met at a coffee shop in my town and hit it off from the beginning. We were very compatible from the start. He was compassionate, driven, and very smart. Those were all qualities I was looking for in a guy, and he looked a lot better in person than he did on his profile picture, as surprising as that is to say. We eventually drove around in his car for a few hours just so he could talk. What did we talk about, you might be wondering? Conspiracy theories. It was like the moment we left the public, he turned into a conspiracy theorist nutjob. When he first started talking about the government listening to our conversations, I joked with him and said something like, Okay, Alex Jones. He didn't take kindly to this lighthearted joke, and there was a little bit of tension for a few minutes. Eventually, though, he went right back to blabbering about the government and aliens. I'm not going to lie to you. I was halfway interested in some of the things that he was saying because they seemed at least a little true. But some of his conclusions just didn't line up. Didn't make logical sense. It was like he could get you from point A to point B, but... When he went straight from point B to point X for no reason. We eventually got off topic and things went back to normal for a short while. We started talking about our past relationships and some more intimate details like that. We really bonded there and I felt a weird connection with him. As strange as he may have been, I felt like I could be there for him. We had gone on about two or three dates before I started asking around about him. I wasn't big into the whole gossip scene but... I always want to know everything I can about someone that I'm dating. Most people I asked around town that I knew said that they had never heard or met him before. This was a little strange considering he lived in this town and seemed like he would have met at least a few of these people. The only people that I had found who had heard of him had some really strange stories to tell. One of them went like this. I guess he had rented an apartment that was on top of a beauty salon in town. At least according to this person, he got really violent one day and started stomping around upstairs and yelling. It wasn't like he was angry, but it seemed more like he was trying to talk himself into doing something. And what was he saying? He was chanting, kill them, kill them. The whole thing seemed a little ridiculous. I wasn't sure I believed it and I just convinced myself that this couldn't have been the same guy. Sure, he was a little weird, especially with the conspiracy theory thing, but he seemed like an otherwise normal human being. I kept this in mind during the next two or three dates we went on. I tried picturing him being the kind of person that would do something like that, flying off the handle for some kind of reason, and I just didn't see it. Couldn't imagine it at the time. And oh, how wrong I was. One Friday night after I finished all my homework for the weekend, he texted me. He told me that he wanted me to come over. I honestly wasn't in the mood. I was really tired from class and just wanted to be alone for the night. I put my phone down and walked into the bathroom so I could shower. When I got out, I had 53 missed calls. I got worried that my mom died or something. I looked at all the notifications and they all came from this guy. I checked my text messages and he had repeatedly sent me the same sentence over and over. It said, I need your help right now, and it was in all caps. Unsure of exactly what to do, I gave him a call. 
He answered the phone and seemed extremely panicked and worried. I finally got to ask him what was going on and he told me that he was worried that someone had broken into his house but he couldn't find them. I guess he was home alone and this had been going on for about 30 minutes by this point. I told him that if he couldn't find someone else in his house then there probably wasn't anyone else there. It just seemed obvious to me. But he didn't buy it. He was thoroughly convinced that someone was in there. He told me that he heard a door smash open on the other side of the house and when he rushed over there it was wide open and he thought that whoever had smashed it open was still there, hiding, waiting for him to relax so they could jump out and attack. I started asking myself whether or not he was in a healthy state of mind. I wasn't sure if I believed that his door had been smashed in. Maybe he really is crazy, I began thinking to myself quietly. He kept begging and pleading with me that I needed to come out there and help him. I didn't have a gun and I was just some girl. What was I going to do? I decided that I didn't want anything to do with this guy anymore. I blocked him on everything and just kind of hoped the problem would go away. I tried getting my mind onto happier things. I figured that I was just going to watch my favorite movie, The Lion King, and just eat some ice cream. Before I left to get some ice cream, my mom asked me if I could stop and get her some cigarettes. I agreed. I was happy about it because I knew that I would have to drive by his house tonight. I didn't think that he was crazy enough to do anything about it or even notice, but it still made me a little uneasy to think about being closer to him like that. There was a lot of traffic about a few minutes ahead of his house, and when I finally passed it, I saw police cars everywhere. My heart dropped. I started feeling guilty. I instantly thought that somebody really had broken into his house and tried attacking him. I pulled over on the side of the road and started making my way to his house. I asked one of the policemen who was on the scene what was going on. He told me that the guy who lived in this house had taken his mother hostage and was holding her at gunpoint. I was shocked. He wasn't being attacked. He was the attacker. I ran back to my car, slammed the door, and drove away as quickly as I could. That really freaked me out that night. And ever since, I've wondered what would have happened to me if I had gone to his house when he'd asked me to. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured and the police got him into custody after three days. He's in federal prison now. It was hands down the scariest experience of my life. But as bad as it may have been, I still have a Tinder profile. I'd like to preface this story by telling you that I was always a very good kid growing up. My name is Mike. I was always nice to people and always followed all the rules. I never drank alcohol, smoked cigarettes, did any other drugs, never partied, never even had a girlfriend or did anything inappropriate with girls. So when I tell you the story, I want you to remember that this was during a phase in my life when I was really questioning reality and going through a serious identity crisis. With all that being said, let's get into it. So, I considered myself bi. I like girls, and I also find boys attractive. I don't seem gay or feminine or anything else, and if I didn't tell you, you probably would never guess. And it's not all guys, there are just a few that I find myself attracted to. And after reading it about it online a couple of years back, I realized that it wasn't a big deal, that sometimes you're just attracted to the same sex a little bit. 
I never had the opportunity to be with a guy, I only ever thought about it. I was fairly shy and had a hard time making friends and relationships, so I did what any sane person does. I created a few internet dating profiles. At first, I was only looking for women. I was definitely interested in dating a guy, but I didn't really want to that bad. I knew that there was going to be a certain stigma attached to our relationship. It wasn't like we lived in San Francisco or anything and kind of had that social freedom, so I knew I was going to be doing myself a favor by simply dating a girl. After a few weeks of trying to find a decent woman, I found myself a little frustrated. The women that I met were horrible. I started simply matching with any woman I could, and all I got were uggos, single moms, and thoughts. I remember getting an attitude about it. The women online just seemed like lower quality people, as rude as that sounds, and any of the decent seeming ones never messaged me back. And I feel the need to point out that I'm not ugly or anything, I'm fairly attractive. I'm not Brad Pitt, but I thought I was handsome enough to at least get someone of equivalent looks. I guess I was wrong. I remember getting really excited at one point when a girl agreed to go out on a date with me. She seemed like a real catch and was incredibly attractive. No kids, great. But then when the night of the date came, she told me that she was having car trouble and her mechanic needed $500. She wanted me to loan it to her and she promised to pay it back. I blocked her and gave up on women for a little while. That's when I decided to make a grinder profile. I mean, I didn't have anything to lose. And I'm sure there were plenty of decent guys in the area that could at least keep me company until I can find someone that would be a subtle long-term partner. The night I installed Grinder, I had a guy wanting to meet up. He was definitely my type. Tall, muscular, and not afraid to take his shirt off. We skipped the whole dinner thing and got right into the action. It was a really fun night and I enjoyed myself way more than I ever thought I would. That was when I became semi-addicted to one-night stands with guys. Months went by, and I was out doing this every single weekend, sometimes even during the week. And I remember meeting one guy in particular that changed it all. His name was Fred, and for someone who might be the most malicious person I've ever met, he had a very innocent and unfitting name. He was one of the few guys that wanted to do weird stuff before getting into it. He wanted a lot of role play, which was quite unusual and unexpected. He was extremely manipulative, and I don't know why I went along with any of it. For some reason, I just couldn't say no to him. He was sadistic, domineering, and made me feel horrible about myself. I ended up giving him my number and we started having regular encounters. He told me that he didn't want me seeing anyone else, that I was only to see him. I couldn't explain it to you if I could. I've thought a lot about this in retrospect. The only thing that I can imagine is that he had been slipping drugs into my system somehow, which may very well have been the case. Whatever reason for it, he always got his way with me. And then, things started escalating. The foreplay became even more extreme. It started resembling the freaky stuff you see on the internet, like the really freaky stuff that you wouldn't even dream of doing in your wildest fantasy. I remember being choked one time and passing out. I had something in my mouth to prevent me from saying anything or stopping him in any way. I couldn't resist. After that, I tried telling him that I wasn't into this kind of stuff, but he refused to listen. He told me that he didn't care what I wanted. As horrible as that may have seemed, I still didn't really do anything about it. I just let it happen. Things climaxed when he tried forcing me to... 
kill a dog. He had already psychologically manipulated me in so many ways that I almost did it. It was like he had read a psychology book on how to program someone into obedience. Because I'm not going to lie, I came really close to doing it. I remember punching him in the face and literally running away. I blocked his number and did everything I could to avoid him after that. He's tried to contact me a few times, showed up at my workplace a couple of times, but I've decided to stick to a firm no. I told him that I wasn't bi anymore and I didn't like men, especially him. Looking back, the whole experience makes me really sad. It was really traumatic, and I didn't even realize it until after it happened. But he was using the role play as a way to psychologically condition me, and there's a part of me that's really scared that he's going to do it to someone else. I tried calling the police and reporting him before, but I never had any evidence. I got a restraining order on him last month, and I'm hoping that's the last I ever hear from him. I know all of that went from 0 to 100 quick, but it's been a while. But I think after this, I'm going to stick with only dating girls, if I even date at all. When I was around 13 or 14, I was really into anime. One of the sites that I had used had a chat box to talk to others while watching the same anime, and the chat happened to be sponsored by this dating website. I joined the website hoping to meet some new friends because I had just moved and I didn't have any yet, as it was right in the middle of summer, so school was out at the time. I met some really great people and I'm still friends with one of them today at age 20, and I'm actually about to attend his wedding. And then there was Timothy. Timothy claimed to be 16. He loved art, anime, fan fiction, and he was largely into cosplay and the same music I liked as well. We flirted non-stop and after about five months, we decided to try a relationship around late November, early December. Timothy would always ask for photos of me. Nothing inappropriate, just pictures of my face basically. Whenever I asked for them in return though, he would say that his cam was broken. Pretty big red flag, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I learned a bit more about him, including his addiction to adult sites and self-pleasure which I didn't really have an issue with. And then he began asking for really inappropriate photos of me, as well as initiating over-inappropriate and really detailed role plays. I didn't send him the photos or respond to the role plays, and I just expressed my discomfort about it. For a little bit he blocked me, and about a week before Christmas, then he began messaging me yet again. This is around the first time that I saw the man taking pictures of my house, and I had told my mom about it. But of course, she brushed it off. I saw him again on Christmas, and once again, I let my mom know about it, but he was in a different car this time. He took a few more pictures, and my mom actually called the police this time. Before they arrived, she had came in my room, and she had saw me talking to Timothy. She quickly took away my laptop, and she then grounded me, then telling me how dangerous it was. When the officer arrived, she told them what I saw and that I was talking to Timothy online. The officer took my statement and description and said that they would be watching the area. He came back for the third and final time a few days after that, and I got a really good look at him this time. My dad had woke me up the day after, and he had me look through this website full of all these men's faces. I had got to about the fifth page, and that's when I then saw him. 
My dad told the police and he told me that he was on the registered offenders list. After a couple of hours, there was another officer that showed up. He told us that the man didn't have access to the cars I described and that they wouldn't be investigating him any further. I swore up and down that it was him, but the officer just told me that they couldn't do anything more without a warrant or probable cause. On the next day, our dog was found dead on the porch with a plastic bag around his face and his neck totally broken. My parents still to this day just think it was a freak accident, that he got into the grocery bag to lick all the meat juices off of it, then fell and died. I'm not too sure though. We buried our dog and after about a week later, the same original officer had knocked on our door to then tell us that the man fled. He apparently had illegal substances and the police were after him. They went through his house that we later found out was only just about a block down from mine and they found the pictures of our house. Some of them which were taken inside and one of them had actually been of me asleep in my bed while he caressed my face. In another one, he had partly put his private parts in my mouth. The nightlight in my room illuminated everything around me. My Hello Kitty PJs easily visible, as well as the stuffed pig right next to me. They went through his computer after obtaining another warrant and found the chat logs. He was 57 years old and his name wasn't Timothy. I'm not going to disclose his name for the sake of my own privacy. He has yet to be found and he's suspected to have left the country. I live in constant fear now and I have PTSD from this. What they tell you about strangers on the internet is absolutely true. Please don't trust everyone you meet and don't ever disclose personal information if you haven't seen them on camera before. Really, just don't do it. Nowadays it's just so easy to connect with someone. All you have to do is pick up your phone, download an app, and boom. Now you can see all of the eligible bachelors within a close radius without ever even getting out of bed. But just about a year ago, something happened to me that changed my mind about online dating forever. I was 21 years old at the time and getting a bit tired of the mundane life. I was scrolling through a really popular dating app and that's when I saw one. Tall, blonde, blue-eyed, pretty smile absolutely perfect. We instantly matched and we agreed on dinner as well as cuddles at his place. Yes, I know, never go to a stranger's house on the first date, but I was trying to score a home run, if you know what I mean. I take a shower, throw on my favorite pair of shoes, big t-shirt and shorts, rubbed on my favorite perfume, and I was out the door. When I had pulled up to his three-story townhouse, I thought, hmm, his living arrangement seems to match up with his line of work, so of course, I didn't have any doubt that he was who he said he was. I go up to his door and then knock. About 15 seconds later, the most handsome man I'd ever laid my eyes on had opened the door. Pretty much instantly, we connected. We dated for about four weeks when one day he looks over at me and he then says, So, can I tell you something? Well, of course, babe. What is it? I quickly answer, eager to hear what he had to say. He looks me dead in the eyes with a straight face and he then says, When I saw you on that app, I actually planned on killing you, but then I just changed my mind. He had said this while he caressed my hand with his. Chills went down my spine as I then knew that he wasn't joking. Completely paralyzed in fear, I just stared at him. 
I wasn't able to speak and I couldn't even move. He moves in a little closer and then says, Uh, babe? And that's when I snapped out of it. I grabbed my purse, ran out of his house, blocked and deleted his number, and quite frankly deleted the entire app. So did that really hot psycho guy from the dating app. I hope I don't ever see you for the rest of my life. <laughs>